This show is supported in part by The Fifth World and by listeners like you. Explore what may lie ahead for your descendants with this open-source, tabletop role-playing game that envisions a neo-tribal, ecotopian future. TheFifthWorld.com And I'd also like to say thank you to everyone who responded to my recent moment in need that allowed me to continue my personal venom immunotherapy, which wound up leading to this episode. This is the Permaculture Podcast. I'm Scott Mann. It all began while I was sitting in a chair talking to my doctor at the end of a routine office visit when she asked, Do you have any other concerns about your health that we haven't talked about? Yeah. I was mowing a few weeks ago and got stung three times. After that, all I wanted to do was sleep for two days. In a way that I've come to find endearing, but also tells me that she's concerned, her response was a simple rising, Oh! Yeah, something was wrong. After a few moments furrowing her brow in thought, she said, I think you may be developing a severe allergic reaction. I'm going to prescribe you an EpiPen to go fill right now and start carrying with you in case you get stung again. I'm also going to schedule an appointment with an allergist. And so began my journey into venom immunotherapy. This was a new treatment for me, something I didn't know of until visiting my allergist, who conducted a series of skin prick tests to see if I had an allergic reaction to any of the five different common stinging insects. If you're not familiar with this type of testing, essentially the doctor takes a very small, short needle and injects a minute amount of allergen into the skin. If it swells up, turns red, gets itchy, or anything like that, then you're having an allergic reaction. In the case of the venom, this required me to have three sets of five skin pricks, each with an increasing amount of allergen each time. If I didn't react to any of these, congratulations, no allergy to the venom, beyond the trauma of just a sting, and we would have to look into what was causing this tiredness. But, as you can probably surmise, I was not so lucky. I made it through the first two rounds of testing without any kind of a reaction, but on the third one, the yellow jacket venom popped. I had a nice red nub and it was itchy as hell. The symptoms that had raised an alarm with my doctor were now confirmed through this test. Since I didn't have an issue until the third round of testing, my allergist said that my risk wasn't as high as someone who would have reacted the first time, but it was a concern, especially if I spent a lot of time outdoors, which you know, practicing permaculture I do, and I've already been stung 40 times by yellow jackets in the last 20 years, so I kind of suspect it's going to happen again. So, what were my options? My doctor suggested that I could carry the EpiPens with me, as I already was, and in case I got stung, I could use those to mitigate a severe reaction and then get myself to the hospital as quickly as possible. Or, I could undergo immunotherapy to return my reaction to baseline. The idea behind this is that by Exposing my body to small amounts of this allergen for year after year, like Wesley and the Princess Bride, I too could become immune to Iocane powder. No, wait, I could decrease my risk of an allergic reaction to yellow jackets. So now what I go through is a series of ongoing venom injections that desensitize my immune system so it stops going haywire every time I get stung. The way we moved forward with this was that after the initial skin test, which took about four hours, I had to start a series of antihistamine and immune suppressants to prepare my body for a rigorous induction protocol. After I was all medicated up a few days ahead of my first visit, I then went to the office three times over four days and received a series of 10 injections, 
each one successively stronger than the last. To begin getting my immune system to react, and all those medications helping to alleviate any serious adverse reaction. As at this point, before you go through the protocol, there's still a risk that something bad could happen, which was something, thankfully, my doctor was very clear about. And so they would give me an injection, we'd wait a little while, see if anything happened, and then do another and another and so on. This was so severe that they wouldn't even let me leave the office to go to the bathroom, that I had to stay within that area and use the employee restroom while I was waiting, so that just in case if something happened, they were there to help me through it. But thankfully, nothing serious did happen, though at the end, my arms were rather sore, swollen, and tender from all those injections, feeling like I had received a really bad sunburn, and the skin was kind of hard and tight. At this point, after the initial treatment, my body was no longer at a high risk of developing a severe allergic reaction, and was ready to settle in for the long haul of receiving one injection every four weeks for five years, at which time it will have been exposed long enough and regularly enough that the therapy is considered permanent. I will no longer be considered allergic to yellow jackets. Though that initial induction period and the skin testing took four hours each time, my ongoing appointments take about 45 minutes, as I say, every four weeks, and have no appreciable side effects other than the slight skin prick and pain of the injection. When I first underwent the therapy, I might have some itching and a bit of a rash for 24 hours afterwards, but it was nothing compared even to a regular sting like I might have had before. And now when I go in, it's a quick little prick. I feel the venom being injected and I move on. I don't get itchy or red or anything else anymore. I'm really seeing a huge difference, even though I'm only three years into the protocol and still have two more to go. All in all, really, the worst part of this was the medications for the initial induction. Two of them are known to cause mood changes, and they really ganged up on me for the time I was on them. To put it mildly, I was not a pleasant person. My unwife and children probably would have said that I was a bit of a monster. Something that, unfortunately, affects everyone in my family. I can say that there's nothing more unstable in the universe than a four-year-old boy on prednisolone. If you do want to go through this treatment, because it is regularly and ongoing, there are some costs associated with it. I don't know what the options are like for those of you with universal health care, but in the United States, it is covered by many insurance companies. If you want to go down this route, you can talk with your doctor and ask for the ICD-9 or ICD-10 code for this treatment and all the related appointments, and ask your insurance company if these are procedures that are covered, or what your co-pays might be for them. You could also work with your doctor's office to see if they can help you screen with your insurance provider to know what the charges are going to be. When I had health insurance, the out-of-pocket cost went against my deductible until that was reached, after which there was no cost for the injections and only a copay for my annual office visit. Now that I'm currently in this weird nebulous region where I don't have health insurance and I'm having problems obtaining it, each injection is $30, a vial of venom, which is good for 13 injections, is $507, and my annual checkup with the allergist, which includes a respiratory test, is $269 for a total of $1,135 a year. The initial skin tests and induction protocol were a similar cost. So, you know, around $2,400 the first year, $1,200 each year after. And I can say for me that those costs are really worth it because of the risk that they remove. And not having to be as concerned if... I'm in an area and I get stung if I'm out hiking or doing a permaculture tour or something like that where I don't know the area. 
I feel a lot safer going through this process. So if you have some concerns about allergies like this and want to get started, call your regular physician, your general practitioner, and talk with them about your allergies and your concerns and if they're familiar with this kind of treatment. That way you can choose the right options for you or your family and then get connected with an appropriate specialist in your area. Then you can see about having the skin test done and find out what allergies you have and what the risks are. It is a long road to go through this with the time required for the initial test and the induction protocol and then the appointment every four weeks and ongoing injections. But I think the treatment is worth it because even though deaths from allergic stings are relatively rare in the United States, accounting for 40 according to the latest information that I could find, they really do remove a lot of the pain and misery of a sting, as well as, as I say, that concern if you're far away from civilization and wanting to stay safe. It doesn't mean that I don't carry some antihistamines with me or an EpiPen. Those I still have as just a regular everyday carry and part of my long-term you know, health protocol for myself or my son should he eat something that he's allergic to or be exposed to another allergen. It just feels safe to have them with me. But if you, your friends, or family members have any questions about this, let me know. I'm not a doctor, so I can't say that any of this is medical advice or anything like that. But if you just want to know a bit more about what I'm going through, and if it helps to inform your decision, I'm glad to answer any questions. Email show at thepermaculturepodcast.com, call 717-827-6266, or write The Permaculture Podcast, P.O. Box 16. Dauphin, Pennsylvania, 17018. From here, the next episode is a follow-up interview with Joshua Cubista, recorded by David Bilbrey. And until then, find the ways to keep yourself healthy and happy so you can have a long life taking care of Earth, yourself, and each other.